Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, a place to share new ideas, speak freely, and continuously find ways to live our best lives. And now your host, Tim Stoddart. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddart. Welcome to Tim Stodds FM. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we jump into this podcast, I got a few announcements to make. Tim Stodds FM is brought to you by Stodzy Internet Marketing. Do you have an online business that you want to grow? Do you have a brick and mortar business that you want to drive more traffic to? Do you have an e-commerce store or a personal brand? You're looking to sell more products, looking to bring more awareness around your cause? Stodzy Internet Marketing can help you. We are a no-nonsense digital marketing agency. We focus on tactics and strategies that we know work. We don't waste any time with hyperbole and a bunch of nonsense that sounds good but doesn't actually drive any results. We are a results-driven digital marketing agency. We focus mostly on SEO, which means inbound search. So if you want to bring in search traffic to your website through Google, we are experts at search engine optimization. Uh, We can help you with your content marketing, with your strategy, with your email list, with your social media, whatever you need help with. We are the go-to agency for these services. So please, if you need help with your digital marketing, don't waste time bouncing around, getting a million opinions. Don't waste time building a website from your brother's cousin's friend because you think it'll be cheaper. Work with the pros, work with the experts. Even if it's not me, work with somebody that knows what they're doing. If you truly, truly want to work with professionals, one more time, go to stodzyinternetmarketing.com or you can go to stodzy.com for short. That's S-T-O-D-Z-Y. My guest today is a delightful young woman named Shauna Williams. Shauna is a life coach. She is an energy healer. Uh, She believes in working directly with people to help them with their anxieties, with their depressions, with addictions, with uh, body image problems, and ultimately just is a beacon of hope and positive energy and, uh, and healing. I had a really, really great conversation with her for two reasons. One, because I I appreciate her mission. I appreciate what she's trying to do to help people with uh, some of the mental health disorders in this world that uh, mean a lot to me. Uh, But also because Shauna was just another perfect example that in today's world, with the internet being what it is, anybody can start a business around anything that they are passionate about. Just... 25 years ago, um, being in this kind of business wasn't really something that had a lot of legs to it. But Shauna is proving uh, that with the right messaging, with the right branding, with the right tactics, and most importantly, services that truly, truly help people, anyone can build a business around their ideas and their passions. I, I love having these kind of conversations because the more and more I get to know these kind of people, the more I just see proof everywhere that building a personal brand around your messaging and around your own ideas is is just needed if you want to get out there and build a business for yourself, if you want to have the kind of freedom uh, to live your life the way 
where you don't have to ask permission to do whatever it is you want. So without ranting on too on about it, too much about it, Shauna is just a, a perfect example of that concept of, of having your passions, having your ideas and building a business around it and sharing your hope and your light with other people in this world. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I know that in listening to Shauna, you're going to leave this podcast just feeling good about yourself uh, and about her and about that, about all the great things that this life has to offer. So without any further ado, please help me welcome Shauna Williams. Hey, Shauna, welcome so much. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Welcome to my show. How's it going? It's going very well. Thank you for having me, Tim. I'm honored and happy to be here. Likewise, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that I'm really thrilled that you joined me. So I'm excited to speak to you for two reasons. One, because more and more over the course of my podcast, I've been introduced to people that I've never really met before. And it's always like a thrill and it's always really exciting to kind of, to, to kind of get to know people um, through this sort of medium. And, and I find that to be very exciting. But two, simply because of, of the nature of your business and of your work, I think that you're involved in some really exciting things and, and maybe uh, some kind of things that people have a little bit more trouble talking about, but nonetheless, you help people with issues that are like more and more prevalent as always, uh, than always, excuse me, in, in today's society. So uh, with that, Shauna, I'm kind of just going to give you a second to introduce yourself. And I, I want you to just sort of give a, a brief introduction as to uh, your website and the mystical minister and, and everything that you do to help people. Absolutely. Thank you. So I'm Shauna Williams and I'm the mystical minister and I set you free through spiritual awakening. And the ways that I do that are, are many. Um, I have a total freedom protocol program, which is 12 weeks, where I take my clients through this in-depth journey, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. So we're going deep to the roots of what's imprisoned them. And usually people are coming to me with addictions of all varieties and sorts, with, um, with restriction within their body, shame within their body. It used to, I used to have my, my whole thing, my whole drive be about freeing people from body shame. But I realized that that was just a symptom of the total imprisonment and the total restriction in prison that we build within our minds and within our body. So it's total freedom beyond the body. And we look at all of the bodies, which are the ones that I just spoke of, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, and the physical. And we get in to just to release the chains link by link by link by link. And I use different modalities. I use breath work. I use energy healing. Again, I am a minister. I've studied religion. I, I fancy myself and joke that I'm a Buddhist monk dropout because I was on that, that trajectory to become a Buddhist teacher. And okay. I practice Buddhism and many other varieties within spirituality. And I bring that to the clients that come to me along with my life history, my life journey and education. I studied at Lipscomb University, social work and business and things of that nature. And then I also worked in the substance abuse and mental health field for eight years. And so I culminate all of those things to bring my clients the, the tools that they need to be able to empower themselves. And it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful journey that we go on. I also do individual services 
and meet with my clients and do the energy healing, dance movement therapy, and breath work with them. I'm a certified transformational breath work facilitator. So I absolutely love that. And, you know, I started with fitness in 2005. And so fitness is still a part of it because I really do feel what we feed ourselves and how we move our bodies play a part in our, our movement of the energy that we hold and the energy that we keep and the energy that we move through for ultimate freedom. So that's a, that's a brief summary. Does that answer your question some? <laughs> it 100% does. And I can tell already that you and I are going to have a lot in common. Uh, so the first thing that came to me is the way that you speak about your services. I personally like, and I'm not trying to make any kind of judgments on your approach or nothing, but I like how you approach it from more of a pragmatic, realistic standpoint. As I've gotten older and I've gotten more involved with spirituality and, and the connections between health and mental health and, and spirituality, I see it less and less as like a kind of woo-woo, like <laughs> let me talk to the spirits around me type thing. And much more as, you know, almost like a measurable interaction and relationship that myself, my spirit, my soul, whatever you want to call it, has with the physical and spiritual world around me. So, so you know, you mentioned things like breath work. Um, I've been pretty interested in a guy named Wim Hof, who for some reason always seems to come up on my podcast with a lot of his kind of breathing techniques and how that's helped me. Uh, you mentioned nutrition and fitness. Like my wife is, is a nutritionist and a personal trainer and, and that's just a huge part in our lives. And, uh, and so again, like I'm not trying to make any, any assumptions on, on what it is that you do, but I think that it's a way better approach to just kind of go after these things that may not be the most tangible and talk about them in like a tangible, measurable way. Absolutely. And that's how we, we reach each other. Like I used to, when I, so I'm, I got clean and sober. I went to treatment in 2004 and I had, Oh, I didn't know you were sober. Yes. yes yeah, yes. me too. <laughs> And you, you also live in Nashville now. I checked out your website. I did my homework, Sam. And cool. you live in Nashville, which is my hometown. So. I did not know that. I'm loving it here. The city is, <laughs> is great. It's impossible not to love. Yeah. It, there's so much goodness there. So I'm glad that you're there and soaking it up. Um, but when I went into treatment in 2004, I was able to to kind of break through the stigma that's in my culture and my, and my community and my family of, you know, we don't talk about help Jesus and Christianity is the only way. And we use it in a very punishing way. You know, I wrote a book, the spiritual magic of a queer POC. And I talk a lot about this and I give practices at the end of the book to make this practical because I believe that in spirituality where we miss the mark, now there are two there are two points we miss the mark by watering down the spirituality to make it more practical and more for for people to understand when people can understand a lot if we speak it to them in a way that's to their learning and to their to their um ability to hear doesn't mean that we have to water it down to where we're not talking about how powerful the spiritual realm and spirituality is but um, there's a way to marry them in together without taking it away and without making it so 
foreign and out there that there's no way to, to, to root it in. So I really believe in, there's a lot of talk about like woo-woo. I mean, I, if we're talking about woo-woo, I can get as woo-woo as it is. Like I, <laughs> I study in um, a mystery school that's ancient, that's of King Solomon. And we do a lot of work within energy and light work and things of that nature that people aren't talking about. We talk about different dimensions and I use a lot of this work with my clients. And so it's really the vessel of the, the body and talking to people about the body and the addictions and where they're stemming from and all of that and then we bring in this light and this, this culmination of spirit because spirituality truly is everything and it's at the root of everything but we kind of get to move through the things that are blocking us mentally intellectually to name a few to actually get to like what's all there within the cosmos within outside of us there's this energy this quantum field that we're constantly bumping into and not utilizing so one of my whole points and tools and reasons and visions of being here is to allow us to tap into the energy that's all around us and to get out of our own way. So what are, what are some of the most common struggles that you see people dealing with? I know you mentioned kind of the root of, of your business when you introduced your business, but, but I guess what I'm getting at is with mental health being mental health issues being more and more prevalent than ever, I can't help but feel like there is some overarching problem where people just aren't, are just really having a hard time finding that connection, like you said. I think, I think basically spirituality and connection are kind of like the same thing, right? So, so from like a symptomatic point of view, we can name the things that you did, you know, addiction, obviously, the body shame and like eating disorders, obviously, probably just anxiety and like depression and, and a feeling of like um, floating through the wind. You know, I, I don't know exactly what the word is, but I think you know what I'm saying. So aside from like those symptoms, what do you feel is like this common sort of root cause that is having that is playing such a huge role in this like mental health crisis that we're dealing with i truly believe that it's lies that we believe societally culturally that have formed into truth and created these blockages within our bodies and so it's blocked us from and you'll relate to this the sunlight of the spirit mm. it's blocked us from accessing our, our divinity and our light and so when I say lies, I mean, um, like women should act this way. Men should express emotion this way. And these are very general ones or that, I mean, even depression is real and you need to take medication for it. And I'm not saying like, obviously I worked in mental health for eight years, but when you get a prognosis and when a doctor tells you something, most people believe it and take it for truth and no question, no, no looking into, but a lot of depression and a lot of mood altering um, diagnoses can be resolved within alternatives besides medication. And so I really do believe that it's been that we've just kind of covered ourselves in these lies and haven't looked for the truth or haven't looked for the light. And so once we start to do that, we start to free ourselves. I mean, I can even tell you, I have I worked with a girl the other day that's been diagnosed with like bipolar, all of these different forms of mental health diagnoses. And 
she's been waking up for the last few months in in this state of depression i mean like i think even three months ago she had some suicidality and um she didn't reach out to me at that time but i saw something from from her and i just kind of reached out to her i was like hey you know like not not professional to client but like hey just as a human of this world i want you to know that like whenever you have these suicidal thoughts it's not you like it's not who you are it's not your truth it's not your life so just remember when these times come to build on and to pull on support and your practices to remind you until it passes because you're needed here you're necessary and there's you leaving is not an option so let's uncover what's really there and what's really going on so that you can move through it and not get lost in the darkness because to leave this world and for life to be so tumultuous and to not see any hope is a lie because i've been in the darkest over and over and over moments and i'm here and i mean i even had a moment when i was a teenager of wanting to commit suicide and i'm so happy that i'm here so i know that it's a lie like i can see the truth in the other side of it and so finally speaking back on that that lady she the other day she reached out to me and she was like hey the last few days i've been waking up really depressed and i don't know why i don't know what's going on can you kind of scan me to see what's happening and I mean, I was getting ready to get in the shower and I was just like, I just checked in with her because there is no separation. We're all connected. So there really is no separation. So I checked in and it's not really me. I'm like, okay, spirit, like we're all connected. Like what's going on with her? What support does she need? And it was like the depression and the energy that she's feeling is not all hers because again, we're all connected. We like have these um, these levels of energy within ourselves that expand over into each other's energy. So we're constantly sharing and constantly picking up from other people. And so I gave her some spiritual practices. And I mean, within a few hours, she was clear and she was ready to go work with her clients. And I mean, like she's moving through. So it doesn't take, you know, months and months and months of therapy or it doesn't take you know, being on this medication for six months, sometimes it's just literally remembering that the shit is not yours. It is not true. Do this to bring in the light. This is an exercise and a practice that's practical and see what comes up for you because spirit is always ready and available, but we just need to pull on it into support and ask for help. Wow. Uh, ask for help. That's, that's the one right there, isn't it? Um, there's just so much to unpack there. And, and I want to like, <laughs> I just said a lot. <laughs> well, you, you did say a lot, but um, I'm always kind of thinking a little bit deeper. It's like a gift and a curse of mine. I have a real hard time just kind of like listening to people without over observing. Um, but in, in there, you mentioned, you mentioned ways that were not, medication related and i agree i'm i'm like right in the middle of the fence when it comes to that stuff like depression can be measured you can see it in like brain chemistry so if there's medications that can help people a lot of times it does help people and i think that's wonderful um i'm reluctant to dive all into like the medication train because people have existed for you know tens of thousands of years without these kind of medications. And seemingly we've, we've seemed to figure out ways that uh, got us through. So for me, 
one thing that really, really helped me was just the food that I ate. Um, I think it plays a much, much bigger role in how we feel about ourselves and people want to give credit for. And, you know, I know that you're not like a dietitian, so I don't want to go too deep down this rabbit hole. But more importantly, what I'm getting at is just sugar and, and just the effects of sugar and on mood and how that could potentially impact your spirit. I, I know that question is uh, kind of random from where you just came from, but I think that that's got to play a huge role in some of the people that you work with. Right. And that's why food is a part of it. So when we focus on the body, it's about the movement and about the food. So um, there's, there are two ways that I want to answer this. So first and foremost, absolutely. So sugar and soy, I'm like sugar and soy, those double S's are in everything and they are detrimental. And I'm not one of those like crusaders of like, no, don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah, me neither. I love chocolate. (laughs) I'm all about, and this is the language that I use with my clients, like choose the most high functioning choice. Like that's going to be the, of the highest function to your good. Choose that. And be aware of that. And so when you make the choice that's not of the highest function, know that you that was your choice. You made that. But always you want to have a higher ratio to making the highest functioning choices possible than the alternative. And so with my clients, we look at their food. We look at what they're taking in because with being in fitness since 2005, I, nutrition goes right along with it. So that was one of the first things that I knew, movement and food. Later, a few years later, I was like, whoa, wait, it, these, are, these are like subs. They are not even the primary. They are subsets of the actual primary, which is the mental health and the spiritual health, which are, they are one of the same. So mm-hmm. when it comes to, to food, it's that we have to feed our spirit because the thing that happens when we have a murky body, we have a murky channel. So when we're taking in crap, that's not feeding our body, empty calories, if you will, non-sustainable, non-living, non-life-giving foods. We're closing that channel within our body to not only to receive and to be clear, like receive, if you want to say that connection, that spiritual connection, that clear mindset, that vibrational alignment, we're also murking ourselves from being able to give from that, to be able to create from that. So food is actually very important and food affects our mood. There's scientific correlations to it. Absolutely. Because it's, it's anything that we take into our body affects us. Even if we're not physically taking it in, our environment affects us because we are sensitive beings. Mm-hmm. So we have to be not even hyper aware, but, but almost super consciously aware of what's in our environment and what we're what choices we're making to take into our body and i just want to invite like every listener everyone to to allow that ratio of the highest functioning choice to be to be of the highest one that's a really good way to look at it no i i like that it's it's not about (laughs) i can tell you were a buddhist and i'm 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 not going to get this right but i remember siddhartha had like the perfect path, you know, and then there was the other one where it was full indulgence. And then I think at some point when he became the Buddha or transformed or I don't know the whole story. So all the Buddhists are probably flipping out about this right now. And, and I apologize. It's 
Hey, it's okay. We have compassion and forgiveness. So yeah, yeah, but but I know eventually he came to that recognition of of the middle path. I think he called it, which is basically just just balance, um, which is something that I try very, very hard to achieve. And it seems like the more I try to fight for the balance in my life, like the more I end up tilting off to one side. So, um, so I, 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 I can just relate to that ideology of um, the ratio, like you, like you put it. Yeah. And with that comes with desire comes craving and with craving craving can create suffering to go along with the Buddhist um, teachings that you were talking about. And, and I remember sitting with, there's refuge recovery. That's been a really great outlet and um, alternative for recovery for people. And I remember sitting in their first conference they had about five years ago and sitting in that room and talking about craving and how cravings lead to addiction and um, how that leads to suffering. Like our, our desires, our cravings can lead to suffering. But on the contrary, if we sit with our craving, and I use this a lot with, I'm just giving you guys all these good little goodies, use them, use them, use them. If we sit with our cravings, if we sit with, and I mean, we can take it to sugar, like, oh my God, I am craving this chocolate. And I mean, like we've been eating chocolate, so our body is just always rearing to go and there is no time without it. So it's like, we've kicked in that, that um, obsession and that, that, um, that desire is just like going and almost running us. So it's like, oh my God, okay, I have to eat chocolate. I have to eat chocolate, but pause, sit with it, watch, like literally become an observer of you become an observer of you, become an observer of your craving, watch it and allow it to pass because we don't have to always act on what we crave because if we learn to observe, we allow ourselves to reach joy and bliss and peace instead of acting upon our craving, which can create more suffering for us. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I think that's just, I think that's advice that everybody, everyone has something, you know, whether you're deep into like a a deep, dark depression, or if maybe you just struggle with some self-confidence issues, like everybody has something that nags at them. Sometimes I kind of feel like it's part of the human condition to have something to obsess over. Um, I spend a lot of time thinking about that, you know, whether it's like addiction or food or work or relationships or, or, whatever i i've met a few people who have that like balance that we all seem to strive for um but for the most part all the people that i meet are in their head about something it doesn't mean that they're unhappy and it doesn't mean that like they're bad but there's just something about being a person that i think is really a a catalyst to that like obsessive thinking I totally hear you. I used to say it's a part of the human disposition, but then I realized that it's just anything that we're in our head about obsessing about. And believe me, like I used to live in fantasy world. Like I was one of those little kids who would hide in my room, didn't read books. Like some kids escaped into fantasy and reading books, but I hid in my room and just literally dreamed of worlds, like dreamed of different situations than I was in because I was raised in a very abusive, alcoholic-induced home. And I mean, like went from one home 
to foster care to another home and they were all the same. So it was like, I could never escape my reality unless I closed myself into my room and escaped in my mind. So I like detaching and disassociating was like what saved my life. And so when I no longer had those environments and I did deep work and deep healing, so I wasn't still operating on that same way of reacting to life, even though I wasn't in that same environment, as I came out of that, I was still kind of going into my head of like, hey, what about this? And I'm very creative. And a lot of us creatives, we like to, to build those, the fantasy and the dreams and the visioning, sure. like all of that's great to be able to see, but presence to have presence and to be in the now and to have my mind is where my feet are. My eyes are where my feet are. And I'm physically here is truly where our power comes from that present moment awareness, the ability to be right here now, because when we're obsessing in our head, it's just a, dis a distraction from the presence. And it's often called like the gift is in the presence. The mm. present is the present moment. So if we're just constantly like obsessing and running and running, like Gary V, I don't know how I feel about the man. It doesn't really matter. But he is, he's, he's well known. Like he's, he's doing things right. He's running around. He's giving his gifts to the world. Like, heck yeah. He wrote something the other day that was like, if you have an addiction, that's great. You know, like, allow your addiction to be like the obsession with you like allow what's driving you and like mainly like your purpose in life to be your addiction and for me i'm like words are powerful and also for me since i have a history of addiction i'm like mm, i don't really want to <laughs> i don't want to run with that you know what i want to run with is in this present moment what I'm here to do is my fire and my drive and what gets me up in the morning and pumps me up. And I don't have to be lost in anything else or do anything that's distractionary. I will do things that I enjoy. I will give my gifts to the world, but I don't have to be like crazy obsessed with it because what I'm here to do will happen as long as I show up every day to do it. That's why when you said to me, just show up, I'm like, I love simply showing up. It's literally one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you bring up Gary V. Veronica, who was just recently on my show and is a mutual friend of ours. She introduced us. Um, she was surprised to hear that, like, I, I don't despise anybody. You know, like what, what he does is totally up to him. I just, a lot of times his message, I, I, I can't really jive with. I feel like it's... <laughs> I don't know. It's just not me. There's so much. I, I, I worry that that kind of messaging incentivizes young kids who are really the ones that are kind of glued to the phone all the time to just be as busy as possible and just to run around, run around, like you said, hustle, hustle, hustle without actually like contributing long lasting work to the world. Um, so like, I'm not about to go on a rant, but when you said that, I thought that that was kind of a, a perfect segue because, because my podcast really is like a marketing and a business podcast. That's sort of what I do. But through my connection or like my energy or whatever, I always seem to just be introduced or run into people that are trying to do work through a business, but trying to do it on like a higher plane, you know, where you're using the stuff that you love to do to 
get paid, build a livelihood, but also like contribute back to the world. And just from talking to you, I can tell you're very passionate about, about what you give back to the world. And so uh, hopefully I'm, I'm trying to make a little bit of a transition to learn a little bit more about like, how you even decided that this is something that you can turn into a business? Like how, how did you take the leap to decide like, this is going to be my livelihood. And more importantly, I want to hear about like some of the fears that you had when, when you made that decision, because it's not easy. It's, it's very scary. And, uh, and it seems like you're doing a great job. Uh, thank you, man. Absolutely. The fear is something that keeps a lot of people back. Um, and it, it can be very scary. So I guess I started in 2005, I ran around and I was coaching at this gym, coaching at that gym, just like all over the place. And I loved it. Cause I mean, I was 18, 19 years old. So I was all over Nashville and surrounding cities. And so that was kind of my jumpstart into being an entrepreneur. But I mean, even before then I babysat, I did all kinds of stuff as a kid and made money, you know, a little change as a, as a child. And um, I, I started working in substance abuse in 2010. And that really introduced me to, to another level of supporting humans. Like I've always been uh, a person that's been passionate about helping other people and being a part of the evolution of this world and contributing in a great way. So it's no matter what I'm doing, no matter where I'm at, that is what I'm there to do and to also receive the gifts that are all around me. So when I started working there, I was like, okay, this is great. This is wonderful. I know there's another way. Like there's like, I'm seeing all of these people come in and come out. And when I left Tennessee, I, my first job was at Cumberland Heights and I worked there until 2014 and I love Cumberland Heights. I think that they are a wonderful facility and I have a lot of great friends that still work there that are part of the, the transition and the change and the evolution there. And so when I left there, I came to South Florida and before I left there, I started a nonprofit, which was called Better Boys and Greater Girls Alliance. So this is like my first adult, true entrepreneurial thing. And I started going to the Entrepreneurial Center that's right there. We in uh, CNM, which is right in Nashville. Like Nashville, there's no, there's no question why it's so big right now, because it is the place for people who are running their own businesses. And it's very supportive of that. And so I started doing my own nonprofit and I reached this point in my board where I was like, you guys, I think I'm going to go to Florida and keep doing what I was doing and just dissolve this because it wasn't when I was in the beginning phases and I was meeting with the schools and I was meeting with everyone that was in support of the program to get in a lot of traction. And then when it was actually ready for everything to be implemented, everything kind of went away. And so it was at that point where I was like, okay, I can either just dig in and dig deep or I can let this go and start over at a different point in time. So I decided the latter. So I went to Florida, I helped all of these treatment centers build their business. And um, I got married in like 2017, very short lived, but I got married in 2017 and I was like, okay, I'm gonna jump out and do this coaching company because I've been coaching people along the way, doing fitness, none of that stuff ever went away. It's always been there at some point in some way got certified in CrossFit in 2013, like continue to build, continue to grow. And so I jumped out of the field. I was like, okay, I'm leaving this field 
And at that time I was like, man, I don't know if I can make the right amount of money. I have a family. Like I took on this very masculine approach and I had all of these fears of not having enough. And also like the, the voice of my partner of like, can you really do this? Can you really do this? And so I was like, I absolutely cannot do this. So I jumped back into mental health for another year. And it was just very clear. It was a year of Shauna, this is not for you. You already know what's for you. You are not going to be successful here because you already know. And once you know, you cannot unknow. And so I stayed there for a while. And then finally last July, I was like, okay, all right, God, here we go. Like, I'm going to go full force, 100%. I don't care. Like, I am here to do. I am here to grow. I am here to be. And I will show up every day to be of service and to build my business. And I'm going to trust. And so like, even if there was like, I mean, like I had one time where I had three clients, which is like a few thousand dollars sign up. And then at the end, they're like, oh my God, wait, I can't afford to pay. Or like something financially would come up. I mean, three times in a row. So I'm just like, okay, God, you know, and it's not like I'm like overly dependent upon God. It's like, I also am the creator of my life and we work together. So it's like, okay all right, I can give into fear or I can just know that like, this is, this is a part of it and it's going to pass and I'm on my path. And I think the biggest thing, Tim, that keeps me here and keeps me moving forward is that I'm very clear that I'm on the right path and I'm very clear that this is what I'm to do. And I'm very clear that it's all going to work out and that I am changing and impacting lives in this way. And not for another company, but like in my own purpose. And that fires me up and keeps me on this path, even when it's kind of like, okay, all right, okay. And so I'm just constantly evolving it to be better and better. Each client graduates, I'm like, okay, feedback. What can I do better? How can this program be better? What would have been better for you? And then I implement it. And um, yeah, I just, I super duper have faith. And I really believe, and I don't have, I don't let my childhood fears get in the way because I know that it's bigger than just my physical self. And I really call on my spiritual team and my spiritual support and it's all good. Isn't it amazing what happens when like, I've seen this so many times and I've seen it obviously a few times within myself enough to recognize it and still laugh about it. So so something happens oh excuse me sorry for that sound when when we just decide that we're going to do it and i'll give you a perfect example um i've i've built a whole bunch of brands online through the years and i i feel like pretty confident with it but there was this one website in particular that I've always struggled with. It's just a local news site in Boca Raton. It's called Boca Digest. And, um, and it monetizes by creating like a business directory. So it's, it's a straightforward model. Like you create content and you create traffic to a website through like, you know, blogs and newsletters and stuff. And then as people who live in Boca get there, they check out the business directory. And so you can sell listings to like local businesses in Boca. And practically, like I knew it would work. Um, it's just that I, I couldn't convince myself in my head that I was like equipped to build like a sales team because to do something like that, you have to actually kind of go out and knock on some doors and, and try to sell some stuff. Um, all of what I've done has basically been 
the opposite. It's been inbound where like you use the traffic to a website and, and people call you, they call me pretty much. Um, so like just the thought of, and I, I don't struggle with sales by any means. It was just that thought of building something to do like outbound stuff that I, I couldn't get past. And I, I started Boca Digest like three and a half years ago and the traffic has gone up and I sold a couple of listings here and there. Um, so about a month and a half ago, there's a guy named Brian Clark who I won't get into the entire thing, but he's basically been my idol. He started this website called copy blogger probably about 15 years ago that, um, when I was getting sober, I would, you know, I was uneducated and like didn't come from a, a kind of environment where like I had anything to fall back on. So I was screwed, you know, like I had nothing and no degree, no skills. And so I would read this website called copy blogger every day, all about how to create content online and build businesses around it. And so I just decided it's like, that's what I want to do. Um, cause I didn't have any skills, but I've always been a good writer. I don't know if I was just blessed with it or where it came from, but I, I had a knack with, with words. Um, so about a month and a half ago, this guy, Brian Clark, who I don't really know, and I've just been an admirer of him. And like, he's a real icon in like the internet marketing world right up there with, with Gary V. He's just not as loud. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, probably bigger than Gary Vee, honestly, because he's built not agency businesses. He's built like real brands that sort of like passive income monetize themselves. Um, and stick with me. I am getting to the point, I promise. So, so he, he created this website called yourbolder.com, which is really where I got the idea for Boca Digest. He lives in Boulder, Colorado, and it's the same idea. Um, but he was trying to kind of sell real estate leads from it. And so about three months ago, I noticed that he hadn't been working on it anymore. And I just went out there and I've kind of been working with, with like this business coach to sort of help get my mental right. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm going to email this guy. I have a ton of experience with directories. I know how to do this. I think I can take his website and I think I can make something out of it. And I couldn't believe it. About two days later, like Brian Clark, the Brian Clark. I know it might not sound like anybody to you, but he really is like a legend in, in my world. I'm on the phone with him and he's like, yeah, I would really just rather partner up with you to do this. And so within 30 uh, seconds, my whole mentality of like, I can't figure out this outbound sales team for directories. Like, I don't know how to do it. I don't feel comfortable with it. Within 30 seconds, my whole entire mental just flipped. And for the past three weeks, I've been doing nothing but figuring out how to build a sales team. And I already got a sales rep in place and we're already putting some stuff together. So now like you're a boulder, which is, I'm, I'm a partial owner in it now, which is crazy. Like I'm a business partner with Brian Clark, who basically taught me how to make a living, like taught me everything I know. And he didn't even know he was doing it. You know what I mean? He was just I was just some guy on the other end of the country, like just following everything this guy did. So with that one simple change, my whole mental flipped. And now we have a business directory on yourbolder.com and like we're actively selling directory listings on it. And I just know with like 100% certainty that 
it's gonna work because there's nothing in my head where like I'm convincing myself that I can't do it anymore. Absolutely. That's a beautiful story. I love that. That's a complete story of, you know, some people were blessed with the parents that told them, you know, anything is possible. You can do anything. And it really is the truth. We can do anything. Anything is possible as long as we A, show up, B, believe, and C, we're so committed to removing the shit from our mind and our bodies that block us and lies to us and tell us anything else besides the fact that anything and everything is possible and we just got to believe and show up. Yeah, I, and, and thank you very much for kind of listening to that whole story. Um, I know it's sort of a mouthful, but um, I, I, just, I just related to you where you said, I'm just going to decide. And that same thing happened to me. I just kind of was just like, I'm just going to do this and that's just what's going to happen. So I think that's like a real powerful message there. Um, man, wow. well, like I, I think we're, we're kind of wrapping up here. Uh, Shauna, I, I like really appreciate your time. I really, really appreciate your energy. Um, it's like very infectious and I can tell why, why people gravitate towards you and like want to work with you. Uh, before we sign off, like, please tell people where they can find you if they're interested in, in some more that you have to say. Where, where can they learn more about you? Okay, absolutely. So I just dropped in March my book, The Spiritual Magic of a Queer POC, and it's inspirations and practices to empower the people of color and queer communities to live in their spiritual truth. And so that's for anyone truly, but I felt very called to speak to that community, my community of people. But again, it's to support everyone. So please grab a copy. It's available on Amazon. If you're feeling called to work with me, you want to learn more about what I do, what I offer, then you can reach me on www.mysticalminister.com. And that's M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-L-M-I n-i-s-t-e-r.com and i'm also available on instagram at i am shauna and that's s-h-a-u-n-n-a underscore williams with an s at the end and i would love to hear from you fill out a freedom consult form and we can get started and we can see what's all there for you and there's so much available so i want you guys to know that you are holy which means that you are whole you're missing nothing and you are holy, which means that you are of the divine and you are innocent, that no matter what's happened, what your life experience has been, you are pure and you are innocent. So live from that, work from that, and know that you are so worthy of greatness and all of your greatness and the greatness that's here for you. And Tim, thank you so much. This has been great. I love creating intimate, magical, impactful moments with people. And it's so, it's so extra special when we've never physically met. And that tells me that there truly is no separation, no space, time separation from true connection and conscious collectiveness. That's beautiful, Shauna. I, I really, like I said, I really appreciate your message. Everything that, uh, all the places that people can find you. I'll link it up on the show notes to um, like the blog format of, of this podcast. And once again, like I, I just dig your energy. I dig your vibe and, and I really appreciate your time. Yes. Thank you. Sure. All right, Shauna. I'll talk to you later. Hey guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes, 
please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.